No manners. Nigga, let's talk about money and how I invest in the shit I get paid to do. These niggas follow the blind, no sense of direction, that shit that a slave would do. I really be taking them risks and pop on the flight, you know how the president do. These niggas hissing like snakes, just standing their hand and playing like the shit really cool. Roll up the gas, sit back and I laugh. I feel all the hate and the greed. Geppetto on niggas that's in competition, is how I'm controlling the streams. These niggas mice that grew to be rats, bring out them discoveries packs. I'm speaking the facts, I ate with them killers, I then it took over the trap. These niggas is actors, wanna be factors. My name good in the streets. My name good on the yard. I know how to suit up and stand on the G. Take you back to the kitchen while I ain't learned how to step from these niggas. They been taking the credit like I don't know shit, like I wasn't the nigga. In the pot with the vision, the steam gon' drop it, the soda gon' catch it. Cold water gon' lock it, take nine or a half and I scrape out the extras. I'm sorry. <laughs> he came for you first, friend. Right. Like he was the first one. Oh, you got second. Oh. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome everybody to Southern Family Podcast. Today we have a special guest. We actually have a low key conversations podcast. Uh, what's up, y'all? What's hey, up? What's guys. up? Like you said, this is low key conversations. I'm your girl, Low, and I'm Key. And of course, y'all know what we are. Um, you can follow me on IG at Lady underscore Lachey or on Facebook at Lolita Lachey. And you can find me on IG at underscore Kira Simmons. Well, thank y'all for coming on. There was something I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, sure, appreciate uh-uh. it. What was it that made y'all want to sit down and start a podcast? And what was it that y'all decided that you two could do it together? Um, okay, well, for me, because we're very opinionated. That's our show. It's an opinionated show. We're just Solely. giving out yes. opinions. How we feel about stuff is nothing, like, factual. It's just all opinionated. Some of it is factual. Yeah, some of it. We do our research now. Right. But for us, it's literally, like, us just as friends, we always just be, like, goofy, and sometimes we have deep conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just us always just talking and chit and we like... Shoot, this us every day. We might right. as well go ahead and put it out. Let the world hear it and laugh. Because literally, we'll have people sitting in on our conversations. They're like, y'all really funny when y'all sit there and just be talking. We Because like, we're so different. Yeah. We're really different. Yeah, so we just was like, shoot, we might put this conversation out to let people hear what we talk about. Because sometimes we do be dropping hidden gems. Nah, don't get me wrong. We'll be out here saying that good stuff. Right. <laughs> I think that's, that's kind of how we got started, too, with that same feeling of just, why not? Yeah. Put this shit on camera. That's all we got to do. We actually I already got the content. Started, if I'm not mistaken, we started um when COVID first started, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we had plans to start before COVID, but COVID got it popping. Yeah, cuz we was quarantined in in the house bored. Had nothing and we were actually staying together at that time. So we had nothing to do. So we got on Amazon and we started recording and playing with GarageBand. Yeah. Literally playing around like we do all of the editing. That's what I couldn't do. Me and you going back for a while. Now now don't get us wrong. It took us a minute because (laughs) at first we tried to hire a guy. Like he actually, yeah, he did really good. good. He's producer. He we'll literally record and give it to him, and he'll do all the you know I'm saying good stuff. But of course, because he was at a distance, we was like, can you show us? So he kind of taught us some things, and we just took it and ran with it. That's pretty much how it is. Yeah, sound just like how we was talking about how we should have been doing this. And I told them, 
I want to say 13 years ago, man. Something 13? like that. Wait, it's been a minute. This was before podcast was even popular. Wait, how old? Me and Anthony, we've been friends for well over 15 years. Since the sixth grade. No, fifth grade. Well, that's what's like that. Y'all got us beat. Oh, yeah. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. And we have a lot of experiences we can share with the world. A lot of history. Right. Definitely a lot of history. We got history, too. There'd be some funny stuff. <laughs> There'd be some funny stuff. Maybe we'll get into some of that. Yeah. Disease. yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Um, let's see. I know I listened to one. I listened. I don't know which episode it was. But on a number of episodes, about, it was uh, Battle of the Sexes, Double Standards. Double standards. That was double standards. That was our last episode. Yeah, that was the last episode. That's the only one I listened to. Okay. Yeah, that was episode six, double standards. Um, We just really pretty much wanted to get into the female version of double standards or how we feel on our side. Now, we didn't have guys there to be able to give us the input. (laughs) How do do y'all feel about that episode? How do we feel about it? I mean, when I listened to it, I'm like, okay, I understand. This is the female perspective. And I felt like the only thing was missing was the male perspective. And like you said, on your podcast, you this is your opinions. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I took from it. Now, right. some of the stuff I was hearing, I was just like, okay. Um, Do you remember any of the stuff that you said mm, on? Let me think. Let me, let me think. Mm. I'm trying to think. What did we um, say? That- I know one thing we did say was... Why is it that when a man cheats, he expects oh, for yeah, a woman to take him back? But when it's a woman, you want nothing to do too. with her. Like, what is, I feel like the difference is when when a man cheats is solely off of like a physical. A nigga can just want some. Yeah, just want. I'm sorry, can I finish? Wait, oh wait, can he, we gave, finish? he gave us shit for us. Excuse us sometimes we want to attack. Get into attack mode, you know. That's what we'll do. We'll get into attack mode. Yeah, we just we feel like it's more of a physical response. But I feel like when a woman cheats, it's almost to the point where it's premeditated. Like you knew who you were gonna cheat with. You do you? So you saying? I'm just saying. Okay. um, Word on the street is (laughs) (laughs) women. It's more feelings involved. Is that true? No, and oh, would that be true? as far as the males cheating, um, there's a lot of times where I hear that men cheat because um, they felt like the, the, the link up, the sneaky link, the other woman was someone who would listen or somebody that they could vent to or it wasn't always about the kids and work and money and the house and finances. Like this is just someone that I can talk to about random stuff and I can also hunch on, pay them a little money, maybe, maybe not. And that's just what it is. Right? I think I think men have different phases for which one they cheat for. Every I say the first one, yeah, the first one could be something is lacking at home, lack thereof of what you're getting from the female. Right. Or and it's like, dang, you need something to fill this void. Like she may be interrupting your peace. And so you come home on purpose to your girl for peace, but then now you don't come for that peace. So that's now you, you trying to find somewhere to get that peace, and then you go there to get that peace. Right. That could be that, or it could be just the adventure, the thrill, like the fact that we're we sneaking around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the fact that we sneaking around, it's a thrill for some guys. That's what I think it'd be. Well, I feel like that's more of a description of a man having a side piece. That's still cheating. Still I mean, it's still cheating, right. but it's still cheating <laughs> to a different standard because <laughs> what do you mean? a guy can cheat and just... 
have a one night stand with a girl and never see her again. No feelings involved, yeah, no nothing. Feelings he just wanted no to get that off. Get I ain't saying no, it's, it's not. I'm That's just I'm we give you what it is. So, but y'all don't think a woman can do that? I'm not saying they can't because yes, I've seen it happen. And clearly, for you to be able to say you had a one night stand, it had to be a one night stand on both ends. True. Yeah, and I can also say that not all women have sex for emotional bonds. Well, that's oh, that was yeah, my I question because that's that's why I said word on the street is agree. a lot of conversations I hear. That's what they say. Women is about it's more feelings involved than anything. Sometimes I mean every situation it, it it's situational because yeah. especially when you got your feelings like you got your heart broken at this point you in that phase of where you just want to mess around then. <laughs> You know, that's what that's what you do. Like that's what females do. You get into that mode of, you know, I'm not studying nobody. Like I just want to get it in and go. That's, that's it. That's your phrase. Well, get that's just that's not my phrase, but that's get what it I think in it is. And go. Yeah. Get it in and go. What's the double standard y'all think us females hold on to that's not fair? A double standard that is not fair. Um, I feel like women still hold us hold men to. The standard of like the stereotypical man, the provider, and uh, to take the provider and protector, but and they were wrong for that. No, no, I'm not okay. saying they're wrong, but <laughs> be ready. <laughs> I swear, but uh, I'm just if right. if we are held to no, the title, why, is it is it so wrong for men to hold women to the same standard? Standard. As far so as what's that's the percentage wise, right? It's like you know how it used to be sixty forty, sixty thirty. 70-30 on the men and bills, like, household-wise? Um, when? Because now it's a little different. Now it's 50-50 because I mean, women can do just be. as much as men. <laughs> you want That's so what much, it is. Opportunities have, have gotten better. Yeah, right. like, so, that, but that's important to discuss before you decide on relationships and marriage because some people are okay with certain things that other people aren't. Right, very right. true. So, what's uh-huh. your percentage? Are you 50-50 or you, like, percentage of which part of the man should take over and what part should the woman take over? Should she meet like you halfway or are you just 100%? I've done 100%, mm-hmm. but I feel like you should, like you said, you should talk about it prior to moving in together and living together. And I feel like that's a part, that's part of the steps that you find out if this person is the best teammate for you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in every relationship, it, you that's your, that's your teammate. Right. And you're trying to, you know, succeed, progress, and be better in life for one another. And that's just something that depends on the, the two people that are together. So yeah, if, if you pay 100% of the bills, you still expect, like, the house to be clean, and laundry done, dishes, the kids, you know, situated. That's If I'm paying 100% of the bills, yeah. do I expect that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh are you really thinking about it? Yeah. I wouldn't expect it, but as a team, I ask why not. I, that's why I'm fifty fifty mm-hmm. because we're a team. Right, Bill, it don't matter what it is. Now, certain things I might go all the way a hundred percent with. Right. It just depends on what it is. But fifty fifty for me, or what can I say? I've always been fifty fifty. I'm gonna just say that. Yeah, I'm fifty fifty too. I, I feel like it should be. Unless you want to be 100%. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm down for 50-50, too, though. I feel like I can meet you halfway. At how, least. how does that make you feel as a woman, as a man, paying 100% of everything? When it comes to bills, if y'all go out to eat, I probably would still find my own hustle on the side. Like, 
I mean, you want to pay the bills, okay, but I would probably still find my hustle on the side just to be able to hold up. Because everybody have bad days, so right. days when you have a bad day, I want to be able to be like, all right, I got us. Like, I got us for the next six months right now. Go ahead and take right. your time and if get yourself slip together. And fall. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. what I, that's why I would still go ahead and get my side hustle for the backbone. I'd be the it's backbone. It's a fucked up situation yeah. if, and if he, something happened or when something had a lot, because something is going to happen. Right. And when it happens... Then he looking for you, you for that support, and right. it's not there. Then the relationship is getting rocky because it's like I'm what looking you at you for? like I you, I've been I doing 100. What have you what been doing? What are you doing? here for? You would be well, looking like, at the female team, like right. I guess I was wrong. Right, and not being negative, but in some cases, like um, breakups do happen, and I don't feel like it's safe to depend on somebody that much to where you're just like, okay, well you're doing everything. I'm just gonna stop making any type of way of making money. Yeah, no, right. you know That's what I'm dangerous. saying, but. Because uh, what was it? Uh, a comedian, I forgot what, it was a big black dude, but he was talking about how when a dude gets money, it's like your time might be limited because he was like, you can cough the wrong way. And he was like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> you trip. I thought that was pretty funny, though. I wish I could explain it better, but that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> do y'all feel like... Um, would y'all be able to be with a woman if she paid one hundred percent of the bills? Yes. If she made more than you, you answer that really quick. I could, but I'm not <laughs> making more there. isn't a problem for me. Like she, I, my ego, all the pride. Mm-hmm. Now, paying for everything, it depends on the situation. Am I not, am I jobless? Do I not have a job and she's still paying You're not everything? A job, or what? But she's making good enough to be like, yeah, I got it. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Me as a man, I wouldn't be able to let her do that. You know, I, behind her back, she'll probably go to pay a bill and it's already paid or some shit. Yeah. Because she's already set on wanting to do it, so I got to go ahead and do right, it right before she do it. Because I know she want to do it. But look, let me show you that in I can opinion, still be there. Because in my opinion, if my woman is doing that, she's gonna be spoiled beyond measure. And that's what you're gonna do with your. What's the income? Because yeah. 100% of the bills and everything is paid off. If she's paying everything, I'm going to make sure she's spoiled. Well, that's good then. Because, I mean, that's not, that's in my deal. opinion, that's, <laughs> that's still 50-50, right? Yeah, it I mean, is. Yeah, yeah, if I'm taking care of yeah. It's just in she a different. Because you doing all this, baby, I love you. Yeah. You can't go nowhere. She's shunk. <laughs> is she doing it because, is it a flex thing, or is she doing it because she just... Got it, and she just really want to do it. Because there are women like that that will that will really try to pay for everything for a man. Because I feel like they feel like they're afraid to lose this guy. Men do it too, though. You don't think men try to buy women too? Right. Yeah, true. Because they're afraid of losing her, so well, they gonna gifts, bills. I've been in that situation. things. You've been in that situation, so you've right. done, you've tried to pretty much buy, buy someone, right? What, what but just I wouldn't even say buy, but because I'm a generous person anyway. My form, one of my forms of way of showing you that I love you and I care about you is I'm going to buy you nice things. So I guess I got caught up in that, but she wasn't really feeling me, and I didn't see it until you know. What happened, happened. And how long did that, how long were you doing those things? This was uh, two and a half years. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> it's not, not to be dramatic. But, but, it's, but it's, that is a long time. I was um, blind very long. to the fact. 
I wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So we just, have different way, different love languages, and sometimes we use our love languages and try, instead of like trying to understand someone else's. And I'm assuming maybe you like gifts and stuff, so you was like, oh, yeah. well, I'm gonna just. Well, or that was just his way I of like how he kind of showed his yeah his his Physical. emotions and things so somebody is by just buying them something gifting them because yeah. I wasn't always good at communicating in a relationship mm-hmm. either I struggled with that but that a was lot. your love language right yeah, uh, I get it but yeah <laughs> so. but yeah money money and material things tend to attract the wrong people sometimes so sometimes Real that talk. can be why you in situations was like dang she wasn't feeling like I was feeling she only saw your dollar signs maybe not maybe what you think she saw then if she wasn't attracted and he pretty much just two years okay I take it back <laughs> She's stuck around for two years. <laughs> two years. Yeah. You know what she saw. It's situational, though. Everybody. But, yeah, it yeah. is. It is definitely, definitely situational. Um, Another double standard is, I had it, lost it. Another double standard would be, for me, is in the workforce. Like, women and men can't do the same thing, can't do the same thing. They can't. Yeah, I feel like they can, but I um to an extent. Yeah, to an extent because I mean everybody knows like there's a difference in physical limitations for a female and a male. I'm not trying to say women and men should. Not what Uncle Sam said. Now I agree. He he don't believe in that at all. But even in that aspect, because I'm in the military, there are some things that say I get pulled to do <laughs> that they want to ask a female to do. Yeah, and I understand that, but it's I'm not. Pissed off or upset about it, I get it. Some but areas some are just male dominated too. Like ninety nine percent of uh, brick masoners are men. Women just don't want to do that job, I guess. Because of the hard labor, right? So it's y'all kind of pick and choose. Women kind of pick and choose. Well, we want to be fair over here, but y'all don't want to be fair over here, you know. But do you think you it's have, generational? Because what if I raise six females that could and I raise them all too. to learn how to stack wood, build houses, weld, and all this? Yeah, it's going on. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, because I mean, there are society will look at them like, "What in the world are these men?" Like they would, <laughs> they would put them in another category. They right. would not because of what. We expect it to do what we are known to do, right. more so be secretaries and assistants. Yep. I mean, that's one stereotype for me. Well, yeah, times are changing, though. though. Like, like you said, times are changing. Because I can change a tire. Real talk. That's yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. Like Change oil? You yep. shouldn't. Yes, a man should do it, but you should know how to do it yourself right. if yes. you're in one of those situations. You right. Because a stranger can pull up on you. You don't know if this man really want to help you or not, you feel me? Right. So if you know how to do it, you're kind of in a safer situation because you can get it knocked out, and especially if you got the right tools. It only takes about 10 minutes. That's survival of the fittest. A, wim- a woman can change all too. It's just about wanting to do it. I mean, if you got... The, um, an electric drill, and you know, that thing that pop the t- jack it up, yeah. yeah, pop the nuts off, get your tire on there, <laughs> drill it on there. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it looks like. <laughs> we know what it is when it's time to use it. Right. Yeah, it ain't on double standards though. Are we? Y'all want to keep going on that or what? No, we 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 just talking oh. literally, like we okay, literally just so yeah. Are y'all still sold on the American dream? 
American dream as in as far as the house, the white picket fence, the no the car. <laughs> no. Why? What when um, when I'm, did it change for you? Or what did you realize that made you realize that the American dream isn't all everything it's shaped up to be? After I graduated from college. And I honestly honestly if I could go back and start over, I would do things completely different. College is a scam, you ask me. Yeah. Um, having that white picket fence, I mean, yeah, that, that's all good, becoming nice. the Huxtables. It's very nice, but I feel like my generation alone, we're so, we're people that's so mobile that we can't stay in one place, you know what I'm saying, for too long. So the white picket fence is not going to be ours because we're going to buy a white picket fence and only have it for like four years, right. give it up, and we on to the next state or the next country. Like, we right. moving. We constantly yeah, we moving. That's job-wise, like that. too. Like, I'm not a corporate person. Like, I can get a corporate job, but eventually I want to be able to wake up when I want to and go to work when I want to go to work and not work when I don't want to work. Right. I don't want to have to keep working for somebody. So I feel like that's when the American Dream lost me right after college. Like, it was like, oh, no, nah. I paid for this and this now. I'm not even about to do this. Like, I went to school for this and I'm not even about to do this. Yeah, I think um, definitely in, like, today's society where we look at other people's situations and feel like we need to compare to those or we need to get like those. And I feel like everybody's journey is going to be so different. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. I don't even want a white picket fence. You know, right. at the end of the day, I know that my family is going to be com- completely different than yours, yours, or yours, whenever I have y'all, so... I feel like whatever comes organically is what's meant for me and mine. But mm-mm. when did you realize that? Um, Since you never wanted the white pick, what did you want growing up? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted, I was sold on it at a young age. I'm not gonna say I was I sold was. on it, but I will say like maybe like getting out of high school, I just knew in my mid twenties I was gonna have a husband and maybe like maybe a kid. I don't have it either. Well, I'm close, <laughs> but I'm not there yet. You like you just well into your thirties. I'm not, but of course, every female in yeah, their mid twenties is like, know okay, you you find somebody and you with that person. Most of the time, most female, most good females in their mid twenties find somebody and they with them for a long period of time to where you automatically start seeing white picket fence, family, and all of this. Mm-hmm. And then when that dream dies, it's like, oh, this is what I thought I was. Now I got to hit restart. <laughs> restart. Yeah, right. it's like, so, oh, this is really not where I'm going with it. Now I'm starting to really learn this is not even my journey. Some, maybe something totally different. I mean, I have a white picket fence. I may have a, a smart house. Who knows? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, who knows? Oh, yeah. And this day and age, that is a legitimate dream or a legitimate thought. Literally. Yeah. Literally. For real. And just not the... When I say white picket fence, I'm saying like the stereotypical right yeah. the two hundred three hundred thousand dollar house with the nice mm-hmm. car in the garage. You got the dog, the husband, you know the kids to play soccer. Right. One girl, one boy. <laughs> the, the ideal family house. Right, Green Brady grass. bunch. <laughs> you right, Brady bunch. That's stretch. But less kids. I want six. <laughs> oh wow, good luck. But no, that would have been like that was definitely a good dream. Like just to see myself in that position, it was like. Yeah, I can, but then eventually reality started to kick started to kick yeah. in. And it was like, all right, this ain't that ain't it's not ain't gonna, gonna happen. Not that I wouldn't mind being there, but I'm not gonna be sitting here, you know, putting all my eggs in that basket, thinking I'm gonna get there. Like I'm gonna be real with myself. And it works for some people. Like it happens for some people, but right, because a lot of our white friends out there, they get they 
They in do. high school, yeah. they, they, they were for it. the rest of their yeah. life. They already know who they husbands right. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, is it that they're groomed to be that way? Because I know a lot of probably their parents are like that. I, I don't know the statistics on it, but I feel like um, after like pregnancy, I feel like they take marriage like more seriously. Or they feel like, oh, now, well, it might be different now, maybe by a little bit, but you don't feel like like blacks compared to whites. When when you become pregnant compared to when a white woman becomes pregnant, you don't feel like sometimes the man, the white man, feels like he's more obligated to get married compared to us. Only reason why I don't is because they grow up already like in the eyesight of marriage. Like I don't think them having a kid makes them more serious i think it's just they already know what's gonna happen like they are they they learn they look at people they look at you know their family members already like married with a kid and this is this it, it i guess it just sinks in once they have a kid that oh i'm here where my dad is so boom marriage kids family dog i mean they just see it it's generational they see what they see for us we see generational my mama a single mother yeah. daddy ain't ish so guess what <laughs> Follow suit. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I think they look at it and we look at it. It's just literally generational. Like if I'm if I was raised into a family that way, then I'm gonna want the same thing. Yeah. Right. You're right. Well so, maybe they see that more than what we when we yeah. Do. yeah. Of course. We don't yeah, we definitely see yeah, they see they see more than we do. But we're we. getting there. You know, we are growing and we are breaking more generation curses. Keep That's on definitely having one these I conversations break. right yeah. here and kind of try to push it to yeah, you. Um, but, well, for me, it's kind of like Lo said. You grow up, you got your single mom, which I'm saying my mother, she was a single mother. I grew up, I don't know who my dad is, but I always thought to myself what I'm seeing from, my, from how my mother's raising me. I'm seeing the things that I want that I don't have as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's what most people that will go through the situation I, I went through. They they want the same thing. They because I want <clears throat> my goals is I want to be a husband, a homeowner, and a great father. Those are my goals. Now, as far as that being a part of the American dream, I don't look at it like that. I just look this at it as this is what I didn't have. Yeah, and I want to, and I want that for the rest of my life. For That's my how I look at it. Yeah. I get that. Like I wasn't offered this, so I want to be able to offer this to you know yeah. generations to come. That's mm-hmm. a good thing, though. Really. Yeah. And being able to recognize the things that you didn't get and being more positive about it. Because I know some people who do have daddy issues and they just carry it the wrong way in a sense compared to trying to be like, okay, well, let me turn this around and try to do better. Taking his motivation. Right. I got, do y'all think, um, do y'all think it's different now versus back then where like most moms hate it, like, most parents hated having kids in the black in the black um, community. We hated having kids to the point where we kind of tortured them or like really kind of didn't pay attention to how we was raising them. Like we really didn't want kids. Versus now, you got a lot of you know people that really is like open to having kids and really taking in how to really raise a kid. You think it was a difference? You think it was more of what they went through in their past life, like trauma-wise? As to why they acted that way? Why they treated their kids? Well, us, because we, we we the age of parents when it came in, and they very, like, they didn't really, you know, chastise us, or there could be some things they could have changed as far as raising us. Do you think it was just they really wouldn't 
studying it at the time. I think a lot of it has to do with just the era that they were in, too. The way they was raised in the household. Yeah. yeah. That's true. We You got to think nowadays we do promote more um, mental health issues positivity and Very going recent. to get therapy then yeah. like that everything wasn't a thing. Yeah, because you grew up and if something's wrong with you you know they didn't acknowledge it yeah. or, 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 or i'm gonna say they but it wasn't that. acknowledged we also grew up where the teacher yeah. and the um the teacher the teacher the neighbor the person at the store could whoop you Right. I don't know what y'all mean, the but shoot, oh, yeah, if the whole sure. community can put their hands on oh, you, now, if you did something. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that comes from the phrase that it takes a village to raise a child. Literally. And that was the village. <laughs> I think it was more so just generational. Like, I don't know if it was our generation or this this upcoming generation. Generation, what is it, X or Z? Um, Z. Yeah, Z. I don't know if it was them, but it was like, it was a generation Not where it's them. like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was them. We're millennials. <laughs> but it's a you know, it I think it's generational. Like you get that generation where it's like, you're not about to put your hands on me. You know what I'm saying? And it's a generation where it's like if your teacher hits you, you really ain't finna say nothing. You gonna cry and go sit down and get right, you know what I'm saying? But you got that generation where it's like, you're not about to put your hand. I'm about to challenge everything you say. Like that's the generation we in now. It's a why for everything. Literally. So, but the question I'm why. asking is, you know, me and you talked about the walls that us as blacks have to get over because of certain things that were put in our way by. So you're saying the that white because people. they put the laws but, there, you think that is that hindering something? Right, because if you don't put uh, those laws to where you can kind of discipline your chill more. If you don't put those laws in place, maybe kids are still getting disciplined the right way and they're learning their lesson from that disciplinary action versus now parents are scared to do it because of if they go to school and a white teacher see it or anybody see it and they tell something they can lose their child. I'm a foot in and a foot out. I'm a foot in and a foot out. And I'm going to say that because of my childhood getting um, beat the way I did. It could have been considered as abuse. So I'm a foot in and I'm a foot out. There are times where I did get my butt whooped, and it definitely helped with who I am today. Don't get me wrong. My mannerism and a lot of the things that I do or how I care of myself is because of I got some act right. But there are some times where it was, you know, situations where it wasn't even caused for. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely. like you just didn't want kids at this point, and you, you made it show. So I'm a foot in and a foot out with it. I'm going to be honest, y'all, as far as whippings and punishment, I was a really good kid. <laughs> you look I got like, like you two. Oh. <laughs> I got like. I like two, that shirt, too, I got, by the way. Thank you. Um, I got like two whippings my whole entire life, and I didn't get suspended from school to the 12th grade for being in the library. Oh, bookworm. So you had to get on here and say how you was a good person? <laughs> hey, it is. It is. She, she probably got, yeah, she said she got two, but she was probably real sneaky and didn't get caught. Mm. Was that the case? You missed one uh, occasion. <laughs> you missed one occasion. One because, event you got I in mean, Oh, spring? That's at high school. Wait, that was, <laughs> that was high school. Spring How long have y'all been friends? Since high school. Ninth grade? No, actually. Technically, 12th grade. Yeah. Okay. 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 I didn't get, like, a whipping for that one because my mom, uh, the way I was raised, like, at first it was really strict. Um, it was like I was almost afraid to get in trouble, I guess because my brother got a lot of whippings. Like, one time he was going to whip me, he just started praying, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't want that. Like, I, mean, I can relate to that because, I mean, I know for a fact I only have four. 
Oh well, that's good. Four, you was a good fight. I just didn't get caught with a lot of stuff. Oh, but before I got before I got it, I I know they were all on holidays. Mm. They were all on holidays. <laughs> you act out when people came around. That was you. Because I remember Don't the I remember the ass whooping I got <laughs> on Easter. I was about to run away that night. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was like, it's Easter. I got whooped on Christmas. I did run away once after <laughs> I got whooped. How far did you get? Uh, oh, I, I was gone. I didn't come. <laughs> Matter of fact, check this out. I, well, uh, they found you. It. Ain't no fine. My mom went, look, we got hands and feet and anything my mom can get her hands on when we got whooping. But when I look back, like you said, it made me the person I am right. today. So yeah. I'm not it. Of course, I was mad in the moment. Right. But as I look back, was, I deserved yeah. every ass whooping I got because I was in the wrong. But anyway, um, I what was I saying? Running away. I think I had got a whooping the night before, and I'm the oldest child of five. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm feeling unloved and all of this. Mm-hmm. And I packed my clothes up <laughs> and I walked across the field to one of my homeboys' dad. And I asked him, could he take me to my cousin's house? He was like, no, nah, then it's this uh, dreadhead dude. So we, I didn't know it at the time, but he was a cool old dude. And he ended up taking me to my cousin's house, and I think this was third grade. Mm-hmm. And went to my cousin's house, I ended up going to Lee and West End, and I didn't come home until the sixth grade. What? Yeah. Like, but your mom knew where you were at. She knew where I was, but Y'all just still. Y'all a little break. Yeah. But she but respected grade, that. She you didn't make you come at, Yeah, at the grade, she let you she have a little leeway. She had four kids to like, worry about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That is a lot, though. But that's crazy because the reason I went back was because my cousin took me to my auntie's house and everybody was over there and I just missed my family. Yeah. And I wanted to go back. But then I think I ended up leaving again after that. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I mean, just, hey. Yeah. I just thought about something that you just told this story because I ain't never know that about you. And I remember, what you just tell the story about you running away and coming home to the sixth grade. Because I remember in our first recording, you were talking about how um, when I was telling the story about me mo- mo- going from predominantly white, a predominantly white school to a predominantly black school. That, matter of mm-hmm. fact, the day we met, I was that. coming from black schools, period. And going to a white And one. I had never seen a white person in none of that. So I'm <laughs> culture shock, for real, for real. Speechless. Wow. He didn't say a word to nobody. He, mean, he just didn't know what to do. And I'm just wondering why he's so quiet. And he's like, Never seen That's so exactly many white people in one place, and I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. I get it because I already had, I had my culture shock at, yeah. at eight years old, yeah, and I was like, oh damn, there's this many black people. I like, failed the sixth grade because of because I didn't want to talk none of that shit. And coming from black schools, you know, we're they on two different levels. I'm gonna give you an example. My cousin, eleventh grade, at Jo. I'm in the sixth grade at Gardendale. I get in the back of his mama car. We going somewhere, and I pick up his history book. And I said, "Who history book is this?" My cousin was like, "Man, I'm like, you lying. This can't be your book." And we got into a little argument about it. I was like, "Bro, this is my history book right now." In the sixth grade, and he's in mm. the 11th grade. So that's how big of a gap it is between city schools and county schools. Mm. And that was one of the reasons my mom took us out of city schools 
and she was transitioning to when I came back. We were they were transitioning to the county schools because of that. She knew we would get a better education with the white folks versus yeah. where she went to school at. Mm, that's crazy, and I hate it's like that. Right. That's but really I, crazy. I want to give y'all some right now. So, in 2019, the typical black household's wealth was twenty four thousand one hundred dollars in twenty nineteen. In twenty nineteen, not long ago, <laughs> right? In the white household, what do you think it gets? All three of y'all, you. So, black household, two thousand nineteen minimum twenty four. Producer, I want you to guess too. Twenty four thousand one hundred dollars. This is the yearly, right? Yeah, a year. And you said twenty four one. Yep. And the White household. I'm gonna go with. Well, you know like it because we read this. this article together. Yeah, you still want me to guess? Yeah, I'm gonna say like one eighteen. I'm gonna say two hundred. A hundred. $188,000. That's right. How does a big ass get? And we at $24,100. It's like, how are we, how are we making that's this how, That's how big of the gap. Matter of fact, I want to send you this link, and I want you to pull it up. That's wild. So we can take a look at this. Now, why are you pulling that up? I want to ask y'all, too. Since y'all started doing recordings and podcasts, mm-hmm. What have y'all learned about each other since then? Mute my mic. Or have y'all learned anything new about one another since? Um, not really. I don't think so. We kind of already been real with each other. We just really having conversations we didn't already had. Of course, we're not having them more in depth because there's a lot of stuff that we probably said in our conversations that's not recorded versus what we say recorded. We kind of dress them up a little bit. Yeah. Of course, for the audience, but. I think it's it's a lot of stuff that we pretty much already know about each other. We just kind of. But I will say there are times like where we're just having a random conversation. And I'm like, dang, we should have been recording. Yeah, because we'll literally oh, be talking and be like, bro, be there's some good tomorrow. content. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody should have heard this. Because it, it don't be original. Stop talking and like, oh, let's, say, let's save this. Yeah, we do that all the time. We'll literally, before we were about to record, literally right before we record, we'll start talking about something. I'd be like, wait, 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 let's go ahead and just start up. Like, (laughs) we we literally do it all the time. Because I know that's what me and him had started doing. Like, in our last recording, we had uh, a couple of our friends in here. And one of our friends, he he was bringing up a topic that he was going to get in depth to right outside. And and everybody was listening. I said, hold up, pause. Save it. Let's go downstairs, put these mics on, let's get to recording. Definitely. And... uh, yeah. Because you can tell when a conversation is about to get real good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. You can definitely tell. Especially when somebody about to go in dip. You be like, oh, hold on. <laughs> good content. So how, do y'all, how does that make y'all feel knowing that that's how big of a gap? As far that's as the wealth? Right. It, it, that, that, it makes me feel content at the fact that I when you ask me that question about the American dream, mm-hmm. it makes me content that I know that I'm on the right path at this point because – that lets me know right there the American dream was never set for us. Mm-mm. Like, it was never there for us. Yeah. And in order to get where they are, we got to take different paths and different right. steps. We got to stop spending money on what we spend. Because we are at, out of all races, we are at the bottom. We are the last race. 
it's lack when of it comes right. It's lack of knowledge. I mean, and that's another reason why like I wanted to start the podcast. I don't believe it was. Talk about things like this. Yeah, I don't think it was meant for us either. Because when you think about it, even if it was on TV or it was advertised anywhere, what was the predominant race you saw have the American Dream? Yeah. The American white Dream was a group of white people that had a lot of money mm-hmm. and they yep. figured and they out the how fans. to loan that money out and yeah. make. So the American Dream was for a group of people to dominate a market, really, when it came to mortgages and loans and all of that. I, I think it's more of like a generational wealth, too. Like, I'm going to keep this information solely That's within what I was about the to family. Get into. Like, they know it's information that, you Which, know what I'm saying, within the family they will have that to keep the money, you know what I'm saying, the monetary mm-hmm. part of it, keep it flowing. So by the time my kid is probably 10 years old, he probably already got a house in his name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Insurance. it's like they keep the generational wealth going, and that's what we mess up at. We, instead of us doing that, we take our kid's name and put the cable bill in their name right. and then mess over it. And then they can't oh, sign nothing out of it. They already jacked yeah, already messed up. But mm-hmm. I feel like now we've become more open to sharing the knowledge that we have. Right. Some people, people anyway. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, that's true. Because I even know from my own experience, uh, growing up in my household, I wish that I was taught finances. All of Me those. credit, I didn't, life I insurance. I didn't get into financing until. Credit, like. Stock. Like. The first time I saw my credit score, I was just like, this this it? <laughs> this right here? I didn't learn about finance until I was maybe 23, like really learned till 23, 24. And how old are you now? 29. And a lot of it you learned on your, on your own. Like, right. it's Everything. like, golly, nobody taught us. Like, we had yeah. to literally sit here and learn yeah. on our own about stocks and all of that. Like, it, it, it's crazy. And that's it, not to throw shade at our, at our parents. Yeah, we're not, not at all. Because they didn't know. I was just about to say, they going off what they know. They yeah. didn't know it. So how would we know it? Yeah. So I get it. Yeah, so you're so saying basically they got like a head start on us. Yeah. That's why it's a little we bit more information they know. Most definitely got a head start. And when they came over here, yeah, when they came over here, those billions of acres that they was giving away, nobody black got any. Nope. So we didn't even have an opportunity to make money off the land that would have been given us to us for when it comes to especially oil and things of that nature. Yeah. Back then when they was giving away that land, if somebody, a black family got that, maybe they could have struck oil and that would have started a different track for their family and people yeah. being able to see that one family grow and you know how it go. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah, I feel it's like we been are a setup. So yeah. neither one of y'all have kids? No. Nieces, nephews that y'all love? I have, uh, I'm really close to my little brothers and sisters. Okay. I have a niece okay. and a little sister, but you know. So early, we do y'all know what a custodial Roth IRA is? Say again. Custodial Roth IRA. No. So, if you got a niece or nephew, somebody that you know, little kids always asking for money. If you have a business, or you can pay them to do something, draw me a picture. Mm-hmm. So. It's a retirement savings account funded with post-tax dollars for people under 18. So Hmm. you can start 
at one years old. It's whenever they're own, at, but you have to own a business, correct? No, no. You can pay them for a service. Well, hey, okay. draw me a picture. Hey, you, but you can pay them six thousand dollars up to fifty five hundred or six thousand dollars a year. Okay. But and then say for instance you did that once compound interest depending on what your rate is, you never have to put money in that account again. And by the time they're 18, they got about $25,000, just off so of So in other words, we're saying a trust fund. Kind, kind of. of, but these are, uh, kind, right. It's kind of tax-free, depending on how you do it, it's tax-free once you're pulling out. Okay. So it's tax once you put it in, but once you start Infinite pulling out. banking. Y'all, y'all not up on infinite banking either. No. Okay, so we just gonna have to have y'all back in here. You we know, have a you whole another conversation. Do okay. you still got them books? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so, but then y'all got your phone. Yeah. Denzel Rodriguez, go on YouTube and just subscribe to his channel because right. Denzel Rodriguez. And this is this is referring to your kids creating gener generational wealth, correct? Right. Well, this it's a start. Especially when they hit eight, 16 or 18, you don't have to go out and get credit or do anything mm -hmm. to get them a car. You've already invested in it, and that money has compounded over a period of time. So they can go out and buy their own car if they want to, but that's him. Okay. Yeah. That man is hmm. the goat go when it comes research. to uh, right. if you want to get in debt and get out real quick. No matter what it is, that man will give you, he will break it down for you. So sweet. That's, that's a cold motherfucker right there. Excuse <laughs> my language, man. But he is. And he's he's God-driven, too. Well, that's and good. That's I'm going to definitely, go, I'm definitely go, you know, tune in and see what he got to tell me because I'm definitely willing to learn more at this point. Like I said, if, and if I can pass it down, I hate the origin, our I'm not gonna say our generation. Our race is so jealous. Like we're we're the most jealous race, and that's what it is. That's why we can't pass Envy information jealousy. around. Is because we don't want to see the next person Go doing up. better than us, and that's sad. That's like sad. that is so that's, sad. Some how people. we were kind of taught to be competitive, right? And that I feel like that helped. That that definitely holds us back because I mean, growing up, I I definitely remember hearing my mother would tell me that. Um, if this kid was doing why can't I? I'm just as good as them or I'm better. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing that and just being pushed in my head. I'm going to start going about things like that. And, I mean, yeah, you have things that people are better than others at. But it's also that, okay, I might be better at something than Anthony, but that don't make me better than him because there's things that he does that's better than me. Right. right. And you, you learn, from, learn each from each other. Right. right. And that's a, that's one thing I, I'd be mad at myself about because – I didn't push you and some of my friends as much as I should have because I recognized things that they were really good as far as sports goes and some other things. But when you have a group of friends that are recognizing the skit right, they should want to, hey, man, this maybe you should try to do this and focus on this because I Help see you yeah, that right. you're good at it. And all the niggas was fight at football, and I wish I had a – Got on them a little more and be like, bro, you're fine. We just need to work a little bit harder at it. And yeah. that's what the kids now need to be doing with their group of friends. Pushing Real each like, other. Because 
I could notice something about you that he might not even notice. Exactly. And if I can shine light on that and he realizes, hey, man, yeah, I am pretty good at this. Maybe yeah. I should focus on this then. He could change. You could change the trajectory of somebody's life by just doing something small. Yeah, like a little that. motivation goes a long way, right? But I feel like that's that's how. Well, just when our core group of friends that we had, that's something that all of us were lacking because it took me until I, I was trying to talk to one of our friends about something I felt like he should do because I felt like he was going down the same path as our older brothers. Um, another one of our friends told me it wasn't my place to tell him that. And when he told me that, I'm like, what you mean? This is my boy. You know, like, we grew up together. And when he said that, it made me realize, like, we really been lacking in helping each other grow. Hmm. Because when he, when he told me it wasn't my place to do that. But why? Right. It just it shocked me. And then that was just something that had always been on my mind. I, th- I know exactly what you're talking about. We had a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, luckily, I've grown and I've been put in a place where, like, my circle of uh, female friends and my support system in general is just nothing but positivity. And it hasn't always been like that, of course. Like, over the years, I've had to, you know, let go of a few friends. But um, growing and maturing, you can kind of pick the good apples. And, you know, you have to surround your circle with people who you want to be like or help grow. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what's been helping me get to where I need to be. And we were talking about that, um, what, two days ago? Yeah. Definitely with you growing out of people, like you just kind of maturing past people. Right. And you just really choosing the people surrounding yourself, people that's going to help benefit you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, give Wanna you a positive vibe. Right. Yeah. Right. It's all about move, the energy. And we moving together. It's not like I'm just helping you or you helping me. It's like we're, we're doing this together. Like, we making moves. Like, um, for our friend group, like, everybody pretty much kind of got, like, a business going on. And so, like, what we start and talk about doing is more so, like, let's connect the dots. Let's see what you can do that I can do that I can help you do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's connect the dots. You may have something in your business that I can help you um, do better with, and you may do the same thing with me. Like, that's how we look at it with our business. Like, I I look for my friends to be more of my critics, constructive criticism and good criticism, to be more of my critics and tell me how can I better myself as a person and my business. And you should have you should be able to talk to them like that without them feeling some type of yeah, way. Right. You feel me? Because yeah. sometimes you can talk to somebody and they feel like you're trying to be bigger them or yeah. and it's yeah. never like that with me personally because I just I don't care if you're a person walking on the street and I ain't never met you before. I want to see you shine. I want to see you yeah. reach levels that you didn't know you can reach. You feel me? That's just like what y'all just meeting y'all are like y'all energy. And I want to see y'all. I want to be there as y'all elevating. You feel right. me? I yeah. want to be a part of that. Yeah, so we can look back. You know, yeah, I remember them days when we was in Content Factory. Right. We, we, we still here, still here as they grow as well because uh, like I said, I, like I told said before in previous uh, recordings, that Content Factory. I, I mean, I feel like they're gonna grow and be so much more than what they are right now. Yeah, that's what's and up. I'm hoping I'm here to see it as well. Right. Yeah. This whole uh, building is pretty dope. This is our first time. Yeah. Need yeah. to know all yeah. that's in there. No, we <laughs> were like really walking through, and we was like, "Oh, that is what's up." <laughs> and this yeah, majority black, black owned. Yeah. yeah, we was like, "This is what's up." Okay, we want to look. We want to look all, back. Okay, look back and like, yeah, I remember them days. That's what I. That's what I want to do. Question. 
That's good. Did y'all hear about the first black micro community that's being created in uh, Georgia somewhere? No, where? Well, it's you said in Georgia. Created by black developers in Georgia has launched. It's South Park Cottages. Hmm. And that's something we have been having a conversation about. I think it was maybe a month or two ago. We was talking about getting some land and just trying to bring a group oh, yeah. of people together and maybe try to do something, be second or third or fourth, you know, just trying to get something like this started because there are no black communities that are black owned. Right, right. This is the first micro and the architect that's going to be building in this black the people that are going to be living there are black. And that's just, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they really the first one in life. And that's insane to that say. Cool. 5.6 million micro home community. That's what's up. I'm hoping they really do take off with that. They yes, already yeah. they broke ground a couple months ago. So that's they already up. starting to build it. That is good. I'm just happy to see I'm, the I'm, Yeah. yeah. And we definitely need expansion because that'll be definitely a good takeover. A good takeover. But that's just sad that it's just 2020. Just, just now. Yeah, I mean, the stuff that you were telling like me about said. 2019, that wasn't long ago. Right. Like, yeah. So that hasn't changed much at all, <laughs> if at all. Hmm. Well, that's yeah. what's up, though. But that, to kind that's of go back up. to what our producer talking about, like, like how we are so behind, because how long were black people in slavery? Over 400 years. Yeah. And... And even after we were still mentally yeah. in slavery, yeah. so yeah, mentally in slavery because you had to our great great grandparents passing that, information, now. passing that information that they were taught or they learned from their elders that were in slavery. Yeah, right. and that mentality is still passed on to this day, like you just said. Yeah, and my uh, my it's great change. My great grandma, she didn't graduate True. high school. She um, pretty much, like, cleaned office buildings and, mm-hmm. like, big houses. I was surprised she got her driver's license. Like, she got her driver's license when I was, like, a kid. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, right. like, she could only pass on so much to me because of what she knew. Her dad was a sharecropper. Like, that's just, that was just it. That was all of history. You know what I'm saying? So. And I want to like, be a part of that change yeah, and come up definitely. and giving it. And hopefully somebody young hears these conversations and they put two and two together and try to. Yeah. But that's why we got to be the generation to teach our kids about financial. Oh, most definitely. They don't teach it in school. Soon as my kid, I told uh, You know, so sound shout out to the content factory. I know that's real. Yeah, real shout out to the content factory. Y'all here doing big things. I won't mind to have a business by the time he ate. Right. Just, uh, I don't care what it is, but be in that mindset because the younger you start, the easier it is mm-hmm. to have those failures and bounce back mm-hmm. and go. Don't wait till you getting out of high school and now you just now trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. Yeah. That's insane. Definitely just wish looking I could have did things differently because, I mean, granted, I take my life for what it is and I am grateful to be blessed thus far, but definitely wish I could have had a head start. On a lot of stuff. Yeah, true. But you just grow from it and you just pass it down. Right. Real talk. Yep. Yeah. In my next have, life. Just ain't never go to the courthouse and get the paperwork for Right. Yeah. Been cutting grass, been washing cars. Yeah. Just yeah. Just Literally. Plates and just everything. Just never put an LLC to behind it. That yeah. was it. <laughs> Nobody really put us on about, you know, reserving because, your name. <laughs> I mean, we see it all the time. So much potential in the black community. 
when it comes to just people getting people in the medical field or people being artists or shoot people that can actually help each other just from speak just from speaking words or physically being there and helping them do something. There's so so much that we can accomplish. And I feel like most of us have been scratched the surface. Yeah. I I mean, I feel the same thing. I feel the same thing, too. That's why American Dream is not for me. I just, you know, Lord, let me live to see long enough to be able to see some some foundations that I'm putting down. Right. It's all about the foundation. To sprout. I hope I see that. And even if I don't get to live the wealth of it, I hope it definitely get passed down generational to my kids and their kids. Start with that custodial Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. Because you can be paying your son or your daughter to cut the grass every two weeks. But you're putting that in a a Roth IRA account for them. And that's compound interest year over year. And then you look up one day and... There it is. Right. Yeah. But when it's time for them to chase a dream that they want to do or make an investment that they want to make that money is there, you ain't got to scramble to try to figure out how you're going to get this money so your child can do what they want to do. It's there. And you can start that when they're one years old. Compound interest at one. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to you know, tune into that because yeah. I was not knowledgeable on that. This is why it's good to sit down and have talks like this because you learn information. <laughs> and it's what you do with the information now. That's true. It, it, mm-hmm. It's not who give it to you, but it's what you do with it. But I definitely thank you for that because I'm going to take it and I'm going to definitely do my research. Too. But uh, I failed to realize or remember that all four of us are in or have experience. Yeah. Right. Oh, you too? Yep. Yeah, okay. I got you in. Yeah, he was, he oh, wow. <laughs> well, let's we just go around in. the table and say where you're in and, and how many years you've been yeah. in. I've been in for going on seven years now, and uh, like Dancer says, MOS. MOS is uh, 89 Alpha. Or, of course, y'all don't know what that is, or most of you don't. Right. It's an ammunition specialist. That's and, what's uh, up. I actually got in. Uh, well, D'Anthony helped me get in. He kind of pushed me to have that, get that mindset to get in. But then uh, along, along my journey, the uh, guy who motivated me to get in left me. I got out. He, said, <laughs> <laughs> Dang, so he left me. He said, he's like, you know what? It, the military is in the way. And, hey, man. So well, I was in six years, and you know, you do the two on reserve. Yeah. I was a 94 Romeo. Worked on the uh, helicopters. Guard? Guard, right. Okay. Worked on the helicopters, the uh, instruments in the panel, in the cockpit, all of the stuff, the computer stuff, missile detectors, all of that stuff. And the the military was in the way. Right. It, well, you know how <laughs> the, uh, the drill is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it going was keeping and, you from other stuff. Right. And gotcha. um, definitely understand. I used to, I love doing it. Now I got rewards, but it was the only time I had fun actually working, like getting my hands on the aircraft was in the two weeks that did in the right yeah. in uh Mississippi. Yeah, and they had fifteen, twenty, and I was in in there going crazy. I loved it, but. During the regular drills, we just doing inventory and sitting around twirling our thumbs, and that shit got boring. That's the that's the down part of being in the guard, yeah. Especially having drill because you, you know, you go in the drill, and most of the time, I say about, I'm gonna say ninety, ninety percent of the time, you know. Thank you for your support. You finna go up there and just be there. There's a lot of stuff they could have just told you through email or text. That's <laughs> the part that I hate. And the older I've gotten, it's kind of like, like 
kind of like bothers me the most. It'll be 10 years for me next Ooh. month, actually. So you, um, you got in. I got in in 2013. Well, well, I think I was basically training in 13. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I went straight right at the like right Literally. at the high school. Okay. We were supposed to. Our recruiter. Wait, did you have the same recruiter? Well, nothing, yeah, he told us that we were gonna like do the battle buddy thing, like go to boot camp together and everything, and that's not what happened. <laughs> no, we went two separate places. <laughs> they gonna lie to get you in. But I think yeah, I started November of 12. Basic training was that summer, I think. I don't know. Okay. Oh, 13, end of 13, 14. Oh, no, end of 12. 13. Okay, basic training, AIT, all of that good shit. Yeah, so it's been a journey. Um, It's pros and cons to everything. Right. I'm enjoying it, and it's honestly um kind of helped shift me into the woman that I am. So Now... One thing I hate that I missed out on is all of the resources that oh, you yes. can use. And I see, didn't that's learn another about thing. anything until I got out. VA, yeah. education services, right. everything. Business, all of it. Use it to your advantage because yeah. I didn't use any of it. Yeah. <laughs> None of it. Not even like, like I didn't use, I didn't know until two years as I got out that, damn, I had all of this in the palm of my hand. I could have started my trucking business then. Okay. And used all of those resources to help me get the business plan Something, together. Yeah. They got so many resources. Hmm. I'm going to look into that because I don't look into the business aspect. Yeah. Of the, the VA loans are the... Uh, get your, what is it called? For the business. I can't think of it, but you get, it's pretty much like a certificate or something where they know you are, you got something to do with the military. So you get those advantages. Government, I don't know if you know about government contracting. Mm-hmm. You've seen, yeah. um, what's the movie called? About government contracting? There's, you know, uh, War Dogs. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. But, Government contract, and the government can't spend money. They have to go through a business. They can't, the government can't say, Hey, I want to buy this building. They have to go to somebody that either in real estate or somebody that can get that building for them. Mm-hmm. And they have to do that for everything, no matter what it up. is. So, no matter, like food and stuff. no matter what business you start, mm-hmm. you can be a government contractor. And win those bids and start your business like that. And, you know, those chicks don't bounce. Right. But maybe in, in <laughs> 2022 or in the future they might without everything that's going on. But Let's hope not. Right. Yeah. And another thing I want to say is I kind of struggle with, should I just start preparing for what I think is going to come or should I continue to chase my dreams and do all of this and that because everything is just up in the air right now. We don't know what's going to happen out here. That's true. Day by day. That's all right. you can do. Um, just day that's by true. Day. But I struggle with that. I'm like, man, <laughs> what do I do? But I'm going to definitely look into that <laughs> business part, though. Yeah, I didn't got know to. Got to. So I know I'm so what was it for y'all that motivated y'all to actually go ahead and enlist 
into the military? So for me, um, I'm going to just be real. As far as, like, guidance with, like, what I was going to do afterwards, I really didn't have much guidance, and I really wasn't sure. I'm not going to say that was my only reason for joining, but I knew that I wanted to go to college. I didn't really have many scholarships. Um, and I knew that with the military, I would travel one way or another. Now, did I know I was going to be in the middle of Mississippi? No. Um, <laughs> but... They don't think you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the fun part. I thought Germany or something. But, um... <laughs> I know what everybody thought. Yeah. Someone nice. <laughs> no like, idea. You ain't the world. Yeah. But, um, I knew, like, at the time, like, we, me and my family really couldn't afford school either. So, I just knocked it out. And, honestly, I thought after my first, like, term, I was going to, um, be done. But I extended. And that contract's almost over. So... What you going to do? Gonna re up again? Or uh, still probably not. Thinking about it? Probably not. Just okay. I've just kind of um, start seeing life a little differently, um, and I want to pursue other things. And in order to do so, like you said, it is time consuming. So I want to go ahead and get on that. So you know, talk off. Remind me off camera. I got uh, you. Need to put you up on game on something. I got you. <laughs> well, both of y'all really. Whenever you decide, you gonna get out. But. I don't know. But I didn't know anything any of that information because, of course, my family, you know, didn't really finish school, so they didn't know how to do that. I had my brother who was in currently in school doing that stuff for me, and um, you know, towards the end of my high school career, he kind of passed. He passed. What kind of passed? He passed, and I never learned how to do those things, and it was just like so much happening at one time, like. The coach is like, you're going to lose your scholarship because you never completed your application, this, this, this. And it's like, I need an exit plan because I don't know what I'm going to do at this point because he was the one doing all my paperwork. And and that's why it's like it's so important to teach, you know, each other everything because it's like this person can leave today or tomorrow. Right. And literally I was stuck in a situation where I didn't even know what to do next. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I could have sat there and asked people for help, but my pride and just me just literally going through a loss and all that, it was just a lot. And the day of me sitting here deciding on what I'm going to do, the military people came in, and it was like, oh, okay. Too easy. Sounds good. I needed you. Uh, my mom that's, did that's not want to let me. Yeah. My mom was not hearing it at first. Yeah, neither one of mine. She, she was like, she was like you don't want to go Air Force? I'm like, no. So my reason was I was kind of just stuck. This is three years after high school. I ain't did nothing with my life. Still don't know what I want to do. And now I'm working at this lawnmower shop making $35 a day. Shoot, let me come over. Around. <laughs> <laughs> Around. That's oh. more than what Uncle Slim <laughs> <laughs> $35 a day? She's lying. She can't I'm just playing. I'm just dramatic. I'm, I'm extra. <laughs> I'm extra. But uh, I'm around 45 and 50-year-olds, and they're doing the same thing I'm doing. It was just an eye-opening yeah. experience. I'm just... Looking at life like, what am I doing? Yeah. And I w just didn't know what I wanted to do, so the military wasn't out for me. Do y'all feel like the military gave y'all a lot of discipline? Like, a lot of discipline tours? Like, not just within the military, but outside personal life? Yeah. At definitely first. as a man. I feel like men, men's experience, a man's experience is somewhat different than a woman's just because y'all, regardless of what y'all say, y'all do carry, like, a lot of pride on y'all shoulders sometimes. And I don't know how basic training is now, but for me, it wasn't too easy. <laughs> it wasn't for me the, the, the first, like, I don't know if y'all had the same experience, but, like, the first four weeks, 
every morning you get up, your feet hit the floor and they just throb. And mine was throbbing every single day. It sound for like, like a VA claim. Yeah, I was and hungry. That's something I did not know. <laughs> trying to be a tough guy. Look, the first thing I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted candy. No, I couldn't even eat, bro. I get that, right? And they like, you know, you got to get permission to eat. Then as soon as you start eating, you don't got time to put salt and pepper on your food or nothing. No, you know, no, put the wrench. You, you got three minutes. You done. And they be like, put your spoon down. I'm, I'm just finna start. What do you mean? So for like two weeks straight, I did not eat because I missed my meal trying to put seasonings on my food. Yeah, <laughs> really. All right, get your ass about it. As good of a person that I am, surprisingly, like I snuck peanut butter and cupcakes in my camel bag. Like, I snuck granola bars in my uh, camel bags. From the MREs? Uh-uh, we had them deep back. Y'all had what? cupcakes? We ain't in your deceased weeks. <laughs> like the, like the breakfast cupcakes? No. They had them in the well, the breakfast muffins. was neutral okay, grain sorry. bars. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Muffins. No, the defect. Oh. Muffins. I'm the sorry, only, not cupcakes. The only sweet, sweet, sweet. Oh, only sweets I saw was the cereal <laughs> that I could have put on my waffle. Yeah, mine was neutral grain bars. That was it in the morning time. And I used to have to sneak them things up under my little leggings. And then we get out there. Don't let us get smoked. I got to hurry up <laughs> and grab it because we on the ground. Like oh, I, did, I did get to the point where um, they didn't let us eat sweets for so much for so long, sweets and candy, when it got to the point where they said we could. I ain't even you ain't even excited anymore. For it take 31 days to build a habit. Yeah. Like, yeah, after that, yeah. I was I was perfect. Yeah, I'm, still I'm like glad that you now. said that. That's I'm something we like need to touch now. on. Because uh, my brother, he, he has a sweet tooth out this world. And like I remember I got a cake for my birthday. I got. I had one slice of the cake. It was a cake about like this big. Mm-hmm. Him and his, him and his boys, tore that thing up. So did y'all? Y'all probably gonna think that's weird. Did y'all used to like eat cough drops? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you used to go get <laughs> cough drops from the doctor. Yeah. No. Used to go to sick call and they just give you some cough drops. No, we used to take them from the PX. Oh, that was your candy. That's tough. <laughs> that is tough. Is, no, I didn't have nothing sweet. I used to starve and I used to eat my stomach. Fire me. <laughs> it got full off cough drops. Mm. Just, just uh, offering it. You want some? Pop them hey. in your mouth. That's you crazy. In the day. That's what we did. I got the cherry and lemon flavor. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah. Had sugar. Oh, my. I had the coolest throat now. <laughs> my candy before, I think the. The last day was Twizzlers. My Ugh, the man, day I, on the bus ride to Basic Street. That was my last craving. I, I, I feel like after that, I didn't even want, like after Basic Training and when it was time, I never ate them again. I love Twizzlers. That can in them in, in them MREs hit different though. I ain't it's, man, and the peanut butter. Who used to be trading candy out there? Y'all like, had them little packets of peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That thing open, and then you put get you a little crackers. Yep. Yeah, or cheese. <laughs> the cheese coming out too. You get some cheese and crackers. But the worst part. Those MREs would clog you up. Oh, yeah. What? Big time. Yeah, that's what oh, that was for. That's for that Which was one? For that's trifling. What? <laughs> so you wouldn't have I have a bad bladder. In the field. You talking about them, uh, they like laxatives? No. no, they was. The, so the food in the MREs is technically established to make you not, not go yeah. to the bathroom. To, to stop you up. But you know what the gum is made to do? Push make it out. Go. Oh, I was people that didn't Those know about la- that. Yes, we had a lot and of people like, that chewed chew that gum. We they was like, like oh, it's some gum here. Let me get it. I'm like, y'all don't do that. That's supposed to make you go to the bathroom. I'm like, I ain't going to go in the field. We had to <laughs> do all that digging and camping. And <laughs> Man. Sitting on fucked up. They was like, yeah. And it was yelling, somebody got some baby wipes? <laughs> oh, they, that's you know, they, they'll, they'll take their E-tool, dig a hole, 
go off somewhere, handle their business. That's the worst yeah. thing ever. You got to dig a hole. <laughs> Y'all didn't have to never, do that. Thankfully, thank you, Lord. <laughs> no, I didn't have to dig a hole at the time. I, I healed it. Okay. <laughs> you dug a hole, I'm assuming? Oh yeah. Okay. Get that, yeah. When it's time to go, it's time so to go. So when you dig a hole, do you sit down like you on a toilet? No, no. You, <laughs> like, you lean up. Just I leaned over up against the tree. You, so you dig your hole by the tree. You were right. small. You got a little back brace in it. Yeah. Then, you know. Do you cover it up? <laughs> Why well, you just? You know, so did yeah. you put the dirt? Got yeah, you put the dirt back on over. Top of it. Yeah, okay. you, you be disrespectful, my motherfuckers. I ain't gonna do that. You just gonna leave it out. Somebody walk by and they step in human and shit. Peace. Somebody got to get you loud. Oh, my God. I have never digged a hole. <laughs> Me neither. But I've been trying to dig a hole, so worst case scenario. <laughs> you know? Definitely going to find me a tree. But, wow. That's tough. I'm telling the military, they talk, they'll teach you a lot of stuff, especially from basic training. Yeah. There's definitely some benefits from it. You know? So, y'all plan on doing this podcast thing long term? Yes, definitely plan on doing long term. We hope that it, we get further than where we are. We hope all, all of us get there, Real you know. Talk. Eventually, maybe we can get us a little uh, radio station. I know that. that <laughs> damn. Goals. 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 We, want, like, we want to see that happen for everybody. Yeah. Right. All about to there and get on there. So hopefully, yeah, mm-hmm. we have plans. We just, we're open to more content. We're trying to see more ways to adapt to this generation and media-wise because they are definitely moving fast as far as electronics and media. Right. So um, we just trying, trying to, to catch up. Yeah, catch up and figure out how we're going to adapt. And yeah. How y'all with like Stand skits? Out. Would y'all be open to doing skits? So what's and crazy? <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy is when we first started, we actually had this, um, you already know, we had this, um, this rap we was finna do, but it didn't happen. <laughs> we, we was literally about to be on here rapping, y'all. We was literally about to have, we was about to have us uh, every episode, every other we episode. Was finna, yeah. It was going to be like a little section where we literally got on here and just freestyle rap. <laughs> I promise you, I kid you not, we was literally about to do yeah. that. Can we get a preview? But then Kiara got too scared. Talk about something. I don't know if we going to sound serious. So she's lying. Moral of the story It kind of sound like you. Yes. Anyway. I'm like, bro, everybody would want to tune in just to hear us. Of course. Right. We can't rap because she was like, oh, We can't rap, we're gonna sound lame, of course. But I mean, like, we that, cannot rap in this but day and age, goofiness and retarded yeah. Being crazy. you sales, that's what a lot yeah, of people they be trying to be somebody else yeah, when not. you, as an individual, yeah, just be yourself and say what you what you think, and then if it comes and something like this, <laughs> and something like this in YouTube. You're able to reach those people that are going to fuck with you for being you. Yeah, you because you might feel like nobody in your city or your neighborhood understands you. But if you put yourself out there on YouTube and the podcast, those people are going to find you. And when they do, they're going to stick with you. They're going right. to buy everything right. you they put out. Like, oh, I'm feeling what they got going on. Being organic is really important. I understand that. But even at that time, like we had, our podcast at first was too organized. We was going to do this, then we was going to do this. Yes, we like, literally analysis started. This is, we haven't even put nothing out yet. We were literally just like, we had a, sit down. It's like, a, a go format. ahead and write out your, the way you're going to talk. After that, this is next. After that, this it is next. Overdoing and it so, instead of just yeah. getting in and there. And then we started recording. You can kind of tell we was kind of going off of a skirt a point or mm-hmm. it was just like it, it'd be an awkward silence and we like oh that's kind of like news <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she was literally like what was you doing like giving out you was 
you had like jokes and something like it was just too organized yeah it, I, and so we was just like if it we just finna talk yeah give out a topic this day and just start talking like we so we'll discuss it. what we're gonna talk about the day of and then what would you be like hey we're gonna talk about uh double standards today all right bit just start and maybe some subtopics and go but our first season is really just us but our second season we really aim to like have a lot of featured entrepreneurs and help promote and just yeah. um get everybody's opinions like from a business standpoint as well, right. but just like everyday life as well. So, yeah. so we doing because we look at yeah, yeah, we look into like every episode at least promote one yeah. black owned business right. or just business period. But we looking to do that promote, try to get people put out on the map. I'm with you, you know? on that. I yeah. think I just email no, I messaged what it is Guster Law Firm. Mm-hmm. I was just I, t- I put in something on Instagram and the dude had just sold. He closed the deal for like six point four million dollars. Oh, a black shit. dude, and so I just messaged messaged him and his wife, and I'm like, "Hey, would you be interested in coming Sponsor. on the pod, podcast and just talking about your investment, giving tips as a black person? That would be dope for somebody that don't know how to do that, right. and they can see somebody of color and go well. It black, white, it really don't matter. Somebody can see it, and you know." can be inspired by something like that. That's what's up. So we on the same That's thing. what's up. Definitely being a part of the podcast, you definitely got to like be eager and confident to just jump out there and ask people to be to join expecting a no because a lot right. of people be like no, but you just got to take that chance. So I definitely commend Get that. used to those yeah. no's. Yeah. Definitely get used to those no's. It's going to be a lot of no's, but those yes is going to definitely come in handy when it's time. When they need to. Yeah. God gonna show up, show out. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, the eighty eight club. Uh, have y'all been in there? Oh yeah, down on Southside. Yeah, right. y'all been in there. Yeah. So, oh, talking about yeah, we um went to go see like a live. I think it was like Valentine's Day. Actually, it was like a live. Yeah, he performance. Gave, he gave us the green light for that. To do That's an episode in there. Oh well, shoot, I'm trying, down whenever y'all ready. <laughs> we trying to figure out. <laughs> whenever y'all to, ready. Uh, there's about it. He still he still got to get back with me and see if that's something we he's need able to, get to the producer do. Down there, yeah. right? I want to do it the right way. That I didn't know up. about that place until it was last weekend or Sunday. And we walked actually. in there, and I was like, "Damn, it's, it's nice, it's dope." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I was talking to them. I said, like, "Where you think we should be? At? Like on stage or uh, off to the side? Hey, yeah, or sitting them in the other uh, yeah, within chairs. the crowd? Yeah, because that's I feel like it'd be dope." I, I feel like it'll be dope within the crowd. You just, you know what I'm saying? Somebody walk by. Somebody you know, of course, we will hope. And you just kind of make a joke about it or, or say something about it. You know, <laughs> talk, so y'all talking about just being in there while everything is going on. Yeah. yeah. And we just, we just... be kind of Y'all on, like, if. the main... Like a featured show? Like, no, I mean, like, it's kind of empty and it's just us and whoever we brought in... Oh, just in being in the building and using the setting as well. That'll be be nice. But I didn't think about it. Like, that would be dope too. In the middle of the floor, we got, you know, just asking random questions. There's something work like that with all of the noise going on. With it kind of be hard. You cut stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it. I mean, you got. Yeah. But it's going to be like. It'll be like recording at the beach. Like, you're going to hear that ocean. Yeah. But it ain't going to be. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, think about it. you like say you look at ESPN and commentators. You hear the you hear the crowds in the background. Yeah. But I mean, you still hear them clear enough. To well, that's a good idea. We hope saying. we be included in I your mean, idea. Now we got an idea too. We got not, you know how you have a lot of donors summertime. You know they're getting started look, up. Do we do we need to pause for the calls and talk about this because you know somebody, somebody might try to. Yeah, you know what? Let me pause for the calls. 
thought about it, what she said. It is a little selfish, but let's pause for the cause. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Respect. We, 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 you definitely want to be able to be original and put something out, so I don't want to give it off. Somebody might take our idea. And they can take it and run with it quick. You know, we got a little gap. We got a gap in between us because of what we what they got going on. So it's like right. a gap. So we can't really jump into certain things so quick. So. But we can't prepare. We got enough time to prepare. Definitely. Definitely. And that's step. Since we are doing the same, we, when y'all are doing it individually, when we're working together, we got to stay consistent with this. Right. Because that's the only way you're going. And that's hard for us because up. of our schedules. We've been yeah. so busy. There has been a week or two where we were like, Sell out. So literally, how we do it now is, well, how we've been doing it lately is we'll literally pick a day and we'll take a day and literally record like four or five episodes. And so then they can just already post simultaneously because we know we'd be so busy. So that's how we have to do it. Do y'all do videos as well? No, we're going to get a start today. Okay. So this is our first one? Yeah. As far as video, yeah. So yeah. we that's why I was like, we should have recorded today. Because so. like we want to get into it, but you should have literally so we was weird on camera. It literally it was, was like so, somebody watching. It was so bad. <laughs> so this would be y'all audience's first time putting the name with a face yeah. for right. the people that is, Right. For people that's listening to us today. Their first time. Glad we can be us. a part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely post this as one of our episodes. Um if y'all don't mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is the feature of both podcasts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So definitely. And hopefully we can get on FaceTime a little bit more. Of course, which y'all been gone maybe a little different, but. They're going to have to figure that out. going to have to figure that out and then let us know. <laughs> how they doing. How y'all want to run I might have to get y'all a sheet because to make a backdrop. <laughs> here you go with the, uh, the time differences. Is it uh, nine hours? That'll be another thing. Nine too. But we're going to work through it. Big difference. I know. It's doable. It's doable. Because let me think. Because even if, if we, we behind. And I said a day in 30 minutes. If we're, say we're behind y'all right now. Commitment is what it'll be. 11, almost 11.30 in the morning. Ouch. And. Okay. Well, they, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's 8.30, 8.20, if it's 8.30 there, what is that? That's real early in the morning for y'all. That's like five. Big commitment. Yeah. Stick to we're the schedule. We're going to do like a. 11, 12 o'clock at night uh, episode or something like that. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. We, we'll work it. We can work it well, out. It's going to work out. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Got it. Well, you know, um, just to wrap things up today, I just want to say thank you guys for coming out and joining thank us. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Because like I, I've told you, Anthony, that I was, I felt like you two and how y'all are just originally, y'all are, you all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you okay? What happened? I was, okay. But yeah, after, after getting tearing up. <laughs> a little bit. It, it, it got a little sentimental real quick. <laughs> I cannot. But like after getting to know y'all, I felt like y'all be real cool to do this with. And it was just a plus that I found out y'all had, own, y'all had your own podcast. Yeah. I told Dan, I said, I, I really want to get these two on here. And I felt like it'd be very beneficial for both. Right. Could do a collaboration and uh, just promote each podcast and I felt like it'd be beneficial to both so yeah that's right. what's so up. shout out to low-key conversations yes, thank you yeah. guys for inviting being us. in the building no and problem. what platforms can they find y'all on again you can find us on Apple and Spotify Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry and Spotify and soon to be anchor okay that's what's up so this is something that we definitely do again right yeah, yeah. most definitely for it. definitely Got lots of collabs coming up. They should look for us in the future. Most definitely. All right, well, 
Till next time, man. Southern Family Podcast. We gone. Bye. Bye.